Welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 17, how to set goals in a way that actually works. Hey, smart humans. This week, I am diving into goal setting, and it's a topic I used to absolutely hate (laughs) because I couldn't figure it out. I thought I was the only person on earth who just sucked at setting goals and going after them, um, and that everybody else had the secret, (laughs) was doing it right. Well, then I became a coach, and I learned that First of all, most people do not even set goals. And second, even more, never achieve them. And that's not because they're stupid or because they suck. It's because they're going about it the wrong way. So in this episode, we're going to look at setting goals in a way that works with your brain and your nervous system that actually helps you instead of hurting you. So first, I'm going to explore some ways in which smart humans abuse goal setting in a way. And I will tell you how to spot them and check if that's what you're doing. I'm also going to look at the biggest reasons most people don't ever achieve the goals they set. And again, it's usually not because they're lazy or undisciplined or lack willpower. They are just going about it the wrong way. But first of all, definitions. Remember, I'm a philosopher. (laughs) So what is a goal and why set one? The dictionary defines it as follows. A goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim or desired result. In other words, a goal is something we work towards, which is very interesting, right? And this actually gives us a great first question to ask ourselves. What are we working towards when we look at our lives? What are we actually working towards? And is this our goal? Are we working towards our goals? Are, are, are we actually working towards something which we don't even want? And honestly, a lot of people are, right? So check in with yourself. Look at the things you're doing in your life. Does this actually take you towards where you want to be? And if not, this is a reminder that you need to reevaluate your priorities. Okay, so a goal. The object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim or desired result. Why set a goal in the first place? Why not just coast? Why not just live, right? And be present within, in the moment. Why set goals in the first place? Well, there's a very good reason. If you don't, your brain is always going to prioritize short-term pleasure. Your brain's goal is actually at odds with some of your goals. And your brain's goal is for you to feel good right now and to minimize glucose consumption. So in other words, it wants you to do all the things that feel good in the moment and to avoid all the things with unpredictable outcomes, things that are new, scary, etc., So if you don't set goals, you will always prioritize feeling good in the moment. That's just your default. 
And that usually means a lot of comforting consumption, consuming information, social media, entertainment, food, alcohol, etc. You will be busy, maybe even very busy, doing lots of things, consuming lots of stuff. You may even feel like it's very productive if your way of consuming um, is sort of your preferred mode is learning new things. But your life will actually not expand. You will not grow, although your body may. You won't actually be stuck in stasis. And that's something for smart humans that is very depressing and an exhausting way to live, right? You're just sort of going around in circles, getting dopamine hits, but always, you know, staying where you are, never going outside your comfort zone. So we humans need to set goals, not even because there are things we want to achieve, although of course there is that, but because we need to take charge of our brain, we need to manage it so we can take charge of our future, right? Who do we want to be in the future? Where do we want to go instead of just leaving it up to our brain, which means that we will just basically become an expert at Netflix and eating whatever it is we like to eat. And then, of course, there's always the added bonus of growth when we set goals, learning new things, stretching ourselves, becoming stronger, more resilient, and the excitement of doing something we didn't know we were capable of. And if you haven't set goals in a long time, I'm just going to remind you that this is a pretty amazing feeling. It is so good. It's much better than watching that Netflix series or eating that bag of crisps. So you must set goals to manage your mind, but it's also a lot of fun and very rewarding. And you want to bear that in mind for when the going gets tough, because it's also not easy to go after your goals. So why then do so many people not set goals or if they do never achieve them? Well, as I said, this is because they go about it in the wrong way. So here are five ways in which people screw up goal setting so you can not do it (laughs) and get it right. The first way is actually using goal setting as a way to get a quick fix, get a quick dopamine hit. A lot of people use goal setting as a distraction. They use it to get away from a now, a present moment they don't particularly like, and it kind of becomes a, a destination in itself instead of a path. So instead of sitting here and writing the podcast, I could fantasize of about my goal of reaching 100k uh, downloads and I don't know, becoming famous and just sit here and sort of spin in that and and feel amazing and basically get nothing done, right? But I do get that pleasurable feeling in the moment. When you spend time thinking about the perfect job, the perfect partner, the perfect villa by the sea, I've been there, the perfect body, the perfect podcast, you feel great in the moment. In fact, It feels so good you could do it all day, like buying notebooks, right? New notebooks and opening them and starting all fresh again. It feels so good. But if that is what you do, you're kind of abusing the whole idea of goal setting. You're not even doing it. You're using goals just as a drug to feel good right now. This is what your brain defaults to, right? Instead of using goals as an instrument for growth. 
So if you notice that you're spending a lot of time fantasizing about goals, daydreaming, maybe even buying those new notebooks or planners, I am like totally guilty of doing that or have been in the past, signing up for classes, buying lots of new courses, right? That's another uh, form of indulging in sort of goal fantasies, but you're never actually taking scary action, then this is you. And this can actually create a negative spiral where you dream about a goal. Then after a while, you notice you haven't taken any action on it. And then you feel awful and you need to, again, use that distraction technique of dreaming about maybe a different version of a goal to take you out of that painful present. So discomfort, goal fantasy, dopamine hit low after dopamine wears off or goal is not achieved, discomfort, new goal fantasy, etc, etc. You can see where this is going to go. So if you are on this merry-go-round, get off right now. There are much better ways to get your dopamine. And listen, if you... <laughs> Like me, you have an ADHD brain. You need it. You need more of it than other people or to create more of it than other people. But this just creates a negative spiral. Okay, so do not use goals and goal setting this way. It's counterproductive. The second way that's counterproductive is using goals to be mean to yourself. By using goal setting not to grow, but to actually shrink yourself. Maybe you've decided there's a lot wrong with you and you set goals to fix everything that's wrong with you, which is such an evil way <laughs> when you think about it, right? Like, okay, you're, you need to lose weight because you're ugly. You need to make money because you're pathetic or whatever it is, right? That is an off way to set goals. You're actually using your goals to reinforce your feelings of insufficiency, of not being good enough, successful enough, et cetera, et cetera. And then what tends to happen is that you set a big, massive, incredible, super ambitious goal and then use the massive gap between you and the goal where you are now and the goal as a reason to beat yourself up. And... The goals are usually pretty out there. Um, I'll give you an example. Someone who wants to go from making maybe $10,000 a year to $30,000 $30, a month. Or someone who wants to go from having a house or office, which is a complete mess with clutter everywhere. Maybe they're a hoarder or whatever it is to like having a minimalist, totally decluttered interior. And I am not saying these things are impossible, but if you simply use these goals to beat yourself up for not being there yet, you are abusing the whole concept. Now, how do you know you're doing this? Your goals will feel heavy and awful, and you will want to take zero action on them. Not because they're hard or scary. I mean, there's also that, but because they, they really make you feel miserable, and they're meant to. You think that somehow if you make yourself feel bad about where you are right now, who you are right now, if you make yourself feel ashamed or guilty, you will finally start taking action. And sadly, again, this will result in a negative spiral of increased self-hatred and undermined self-confidence. If this is you, if this is something you tend to do, you need to make your goals much smaller and kinder so you can actually rebuild self-trust. And you want to honor and celebrate yourself where you're at right now and, and every small step along the way. Okay, number three, 
And this is something a lot of people still do. It's not being specific about your goal. So here are some examples. I want to travel more. I want to lose weight. I want to have more money. I want to learn how to manage my time better so I feel less exhausted. I want to have more fun or energy or both. It all sounds very nice, but is completely vague. For one person, traveling more could be extra three weekends, an extra three weekends away, right, this year. And for another, it could mean 10 week-long trips to another country or, or continent. If you're not specific about your goal, how will you know what to do about it? And also, how will you know when you have achieved it, right? When will you have traveled more? When will you have lost weight? Never, <laughs> which is utterly depressing and makes it very hard to start taking action because your, your brain's like, I'm not doing this because it's never going to be done. <laughs> so you have to make your goals as specific as possible. I want to do or have exactly X by a specific date. I want to make 100k by the end of August. I want to lose two inches around my waist in three months. I want to have found or created a job I love with an income that I love even more by November next year, whatever it is, right? In the next three months, I want to learn how to schedule in a way that allows me at least one hour of free time on weekdays and four hours a day on weekends. Very specific goals. So check your goals if you have any and make sure they're very specific. Number four, big mistake people make. They're not making their goals juicy. Let's look at some of the examples I listed earlier. I want to lose weight. I want to have more money. I want to travel more. <laughs> not very juicy, are they? And by juicy, I mean compelling, energizing, desirable, enticing enough to get you to overcome the necessary obstacles to achieve them, right? Because if it were easy, you'd already have done it. Now, this is very easy to fix. All you have to add is, so I can, and then sort of list all the ways in which, you know, you'll be able to do stuff. So I want to have more money so I can, for example, spend more time traveling take better care of my family. I want to travel more so I can feel inspired and excited, see amazing art, learn from other people and cultures. I want to lose weight so I can feel more energized, stay alive longer, enjoy my kids, learn to surf. So you really want to find the juice behind your goals and list it out, right? And then basically you have known, you have found your why. <laughs> this is your why, right? This is the juicy bit. This is why you're doing it. And you absolutely need to know this um, so you can keep going when the going gets tough. And the final ingredient that people usually skip is turning their goals into commitments. If you keep saying, I want to travel the world, you will keep wanting to travel the world. Once your goal is specific and juicy, you also have to commit. And again, this is very simple. You change from I want to, or it would be nice if, etc. to I am going to. So instead of I want to travel the world more, I want to spend at least three weekends away right over the summer. I am going to spend three weekends away over the summer. So try this on your goal and 
feel the difference in your body when you say that loud. So I want to versus I am going to. This is a whole another level and you need to commit to your goal to give yourself a chance of actually achieving it. So a short recap on how to get goal setting right <laughs> to do it the smart way. First of all, avoid using it just to get a dopamine fix, right? Make sure it's grounded in reality, even if you like your goals to be very ambitious. Also avoid goal setting that is used to make you feel awful about where you're at. Just do not do this, right? This is not what goal setting is about. It's not beating yourself into submission um, to somehow make you work harder. <laughs> this is counterproductive. Number three, make your goals extremely specific. Make them super juicy. That's number four. And number five, commit. Decide this is what I'm going to do. Is that it? Are we done? No, <laughs> not quite. In the next episode, I will talk you through some other essentials, like how to create an action plan and how to love instead of hate yourself all the way to your goal. But for now, start with these first steps. Think of your goals. Check whether they're legit, as in no quick fix or self-loathing instrument. Make them specific and super juicy and commit. And then buckle up for the next episode where I will show you how to make them actually happen. And if you want help in setting juicy goals that work for you and your brain, I can help. DM me on LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook to learn how or send me an email via podcast at elsacramer.com. Thank you again for listening to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast. Until next week. Bye bye. smart human probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours and the first step is actually getting your bearings doing a little brain audit and I have the perfect tool for that the mapping your unique brain workbook and you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm -hmm.